This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Yanis Janais. This is our post-match show of Fulham's 3-3 draw against Luton Town on Boxing Day. This is a disappointing draw, in my opinion, and I'll be curious what Giannis thinks about it as well. And as I've been doing on several shows lately when we do these post-match shows, I've been looking back at what Scott Parker thought about the match afterwards, and I'm going to read from the head coach presser. and. I'm going to do this like I've been doing lately in two parts. Giannis, let's start here. Here are some quotes from Scott Parker shortly after the match. Here's part one. Quote, I was a little disappointed with the goals we conceded. Scoring four goals to win a football match is always going to be difficult. They had three shots on target and scored three goals. We put their goal under a lot of pressure, but their keeper pulled off some fantastic saves. We were punished by two soccer punches. I want us to play, but also smell and sense the game. And I felt we didn't do that in the first half. Now, being in the heat of it, we're disappointed, but maybe when it all settles, we'll be fine. The most pleasing thing for me was the character shown by the team coming to a tough place and going one down. My team showed massive character, massive fight, and a real determination. Unquote. All right, I will get to the other part of his quotes in just a bit. Giannis, I just want to get your thoughts on what Scott Parker said after the match. We did this in a prior show. He talks again about character, but I want to get your thoughts on what he shared there. Well, I'm hoping that wasn't his mood when he got back in the change rooms. I mean, he would have been very pleased that we went behind three times, especially the manner of, you know, the, the third goal so dramatically late was, was great, but we've conceded five goals to Luton this year, so it doesn't, uh, you know, there are obviously some problems there. Um, he's very laid back in terms of his return, but about the same that when he gets into the change rooms and he looks at the game tape, he'll have a few, he'll have a few things to say about how defensively we seem to break down. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, the percentage ratio ratio of three to three isn't good. No. So, but uh, and we did have chances, but you know, it's that age-old habit of dropping points to teams in the bottom half, and um, a lot of Fulham fans were very upset after the game, and quite rightly so, because defensively we looked absolutely inept. Um, Horrible. Yeah, we were very, very poor, and you know, I know a lot of people are talking about Michael Hector coming back, and and, and I think we need Hector the Bear, that one, buddy, Michael Hector. We need um. <laughs> We need we didn't we need something to help us because we were just we looked a bit draggled on the back, and you know we've been talking all week here about you know the Rodak versus Bet thing, right? Um, 
You know, the other thing I was thinking of as well, Ross, just as a separate thing, the last 48 hours, um, two, two very good games, Leicester, Leicester City against Liverpool, and then last night, Wolves against Man City. So you've got four of the top five teams in the country yep. right now as it stands. And we are so far behind them in terms of quality, in terms of shape. Um, I mean, Liverpool are a, a solar system away from everybody else right now. That right. But you look at a team like Wolves, going to get down on Man City with all the big guns all have. Yeah, the City had 10 players. Um, but just the quality of their organisation um, in terms of their patience, the mixing of short passes and, you know, long passes and Connor Cody at the back. And, you know, they were able to unlock City and we just don't seem to have that shape or that quality. And we're so inconsistent. I think that's the big thing that Fulham fans are right. upset at right now. So we'll take the point but, you know, we really, we shouldn't be, Luton have been really struggling, and it's a, it's a game we surely hear Martin is getting. It's hopefully getting three points, and unfortunately we didn't. Totally agree there, Giannis. In fact, I actually said this, that I, I didn't feel Fulham deserved anything from the match because of the goals they gave up. Now, they get a point, I'll take the point, but I just was so disappointed with how they played, and I want to go in a little bit more detail about the defense, but I also want to talk about this, and playing the ball out from the back, okay? Let's talk about oh, this because here is the comments now from Scott Parker that talks about this, and I'm going to read from the head coach presser again. This is from the article, and then I'll read the quotes. When asked about keeping possession and playing the, from the back, Parker responded to the manner in which the Luton Town scored their first goal. Quote, this is from Scott Parker, it didn't work for the first goal, certainly not. Managing the game at that moment, is down to the players understanding that they're playing a Boxing Day game against Ludentown, who are scrapping for their lives. We were a bit naive, but it is still important for us to play our way. We just need to understand when it's right and when it's wrong. It's a tight, compact stadium. We need to judge the whole atmosphere of the place. Smell it, sense it, and pay the price. Having said that, we played well in the second half, and when you look at the stats, you hope you'd be on the winning team. We need to mix it up without going too far away from what we are, unquote. Okay, that's interesting, Giannis, because what I'm getting out of this is that Scott Parker is basically telling his players that they don't need to play the ball off from the back. I'm kind of reading between the lines. Do you agree with me that he's basically saying to them, I think, pick and choose when you can do that? Is that what you got out of this? Yeah, but yeah, but then the question becomes um, the question becomes the decision making regarding when you do you do or you don't. I know that um, I'm just going to speak for our little um, footy team that we've got with us. Um, we had an interesting game a couple of weeks ago. We played against a team that had actually just lost their coach 48 hours previously to an, an aneurysm, and um, they decided to play the game. They beat us. You know, and it was a good, good, good game. But before last week's game, we made, you know, we try and play it away at the back, but we decided to switch something up with our keeper to just uh, look to try and launch it, launch it longer, and, and involve, uh, you know, it's an indoor game. Uh, two yep. centre forwards who are very, very good at moving and holding the ball up. And once we did that, it all changed the whole game because right. all of a sudden the strikers moving into positions. Um, she's holding the ball up. The midfield are making runs deep, and they couldn't handle the pace of it. And I suppose my point is, if you've got a keeper, and our keeper, bless her, little cotton socks, um, is very good at clearing the ball, she's not so good at playing out from the back, and she's given up goals doing it like that. So if you've got players like Mawson and Reem that aren't so comfortable in certain situations, then maybe you change it up and you put start making putting the emphasis on, you know, using Mitchu up front. You know he's going to volley the crap out of, you know, because if Mitchu can win a ball up front, then you've got the midfielders that can push through from the back. Um, I, I, you know, when some when Parker says that, you know, you'd like to think that the players know that. So then that's a decision making thing. And you saw yesterday if you saw the Man City. Wolves game that horrendous right. equaliser that Wolves scored. The M- Mendy trying to hold off Triori 
I mean, that was absolutely, it was 10 things he could have done that were better than trying to shield off a player who's probably got 40 pounds on him and twice as strong. And he ends up giving the ball away and back, in, you know, back across the net, you know, six yard boxes in the back of the net. Our decision making at the back is poor right now. I mean, the first goal that Luar Loar scored um, was poor it's decision making. Giannis. And that's it. I mean, and it's not to say that we've not seen that from Mawson a lot this year. Um, and it's five minutes into a game, uh, a Boxing Day game in a cell and in an interesting stadium, as Maxwell told you, to a so in a sellout right. crowd. And now you know everybody's looking at each other, like, going, "Why are we losing? Why are we losing to Luton?" You know, and brilliant that we came back three times, but I think that's a sign of our quality. It's not necessarily a sign of our shape. So. Correct. Just to see how we do against Stoke. They got a good result the other night. And they it was, you know, they they left it late to win. And um, but I don't know. I see a lot of fans believe. I'm not sure how you feel about this. A lot of fans believe that Scotty doesn't know his strongest eleven. Well, we don't have Harry Hart at the back. Right. Um. And I thought about this last night. We really, I think, we really need a holding central midfielder. Giannis, I'm glad that you mentioned this. And again, this is actually something I was just going to ask you a little bit further into the show. But since you brought up that topic, because I saw a tweet from our co-host, Mike Gregg, and he was talking about that as well. And this goes to basically everything that I think is going on. Do we miss a central defensive midfielder that's affecting everything? If you go back to even a couple of years ago, we had Kevin McDonald who really was a very important cog in everything that Fulham did. So are we missing that player that's just affecting everything around defensively and offensively? You said you've yeah, given this some thought. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think, I think, I think, you, I think you just nailed it on that. I think we do. And, and it's sort of interesting because of what we're hearing about, uh, about Anguissa in Spain, that he's been having a ridiculously good year. now. Yeah, he has. Real Madrid are looking at for him. They're looking out to get him. I mean, it's funny because Seri is available. Seri won't come back, and we don't want that. It almost though, I, I don't know if I'm being away off the marker, but it makes me wonder if Scotty is scared to bring someone in because he's because the, the issue becomes who he's got to leave out. I really, actually, you know, Kenny's you know captain. Obviously, you've got Steph Joe in there. Um, you got Harrison Reed, you got Bobby Arter, you know, some, you got some right. when he's when he's fit. You, you know, you've got Cavalier and Knockout has obviously lost his place. Not even Boo Boo could make the eleven. You know, but if Angus is playing that well right now, as I'm hearing he is, I I think we may have recourse to recall him, and um, that's what we need. We need someone that can hold together. I keep thinking, you know, Papa Boo Boo Diop. Um, Right. Dixon, who type of type player, and we need that. And right now, we look to we're very we're very good attacking wise in terms of what we can create, but we don't have an umbrella to shield the main right. four. You know, I know Adoy's coming back tomorrow. Um, that's great. Right. Um, but Brian's not playing well. Reem has been on and off. Morse's not playing well. I think Christie was okay against Luton. Um, I think Rodak can only do so much. But defensively, we're attacking-wise, we should be the best team in the division defensively. Absolutely. Close, so. You're right. Absolutely, honest. We need a holder. It's a great point because, again, I when I saw the tweet from Mike, and we've talked about this before, what are Fulham missing? Because when you look back two years ago, and I'm a huge fan of Kevin McDonald. I just don't think he has the legs anymore, honestly. No, too small. But – I just don't think he can do that job anymore. But when you look at it, Giannis, and you look at the problems that Fulham are having, like I said, offensively and defensively, what was the strength of Fulham's team that won the playoff final? I'm going to say central midfield. I'm going to say the midfield three, the engine room. I don't think the engine room is the strength anymore. I think that's part of the problem, Giannis. And listen, it's not just the fact that they don't have that – central defensive midfielder, I don't think you're getting the most out of the players that are playing their roles, and that includes Tom Kearney. And, you know, and again, I, I think Anoma is doing better, but 
the players that have played those roles in that area are just not playing well together. And I think that's part of the reason why we're not seeing a fluid Fulham team, Giannis. Your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. And I, actually, I, I don't have it at hand, but I'd be very interested to see what our record is like without Harry Arter in the team. Because the one thing about him is he does give us some bite and, and gives, gives us some gumption. We don't, we don't, you know, if Stefan Johansson is not in the lineup, we don't look, um, we don't frighten, we're not going to frighten teams. You know, we're not going to have someone who's going to get into a bit of shithousery. Right. You know, we don't bring in... Oh, we miss team. that. Yeah, we miss that. We we miss that. And it's, um, it's you know, in the absence of defense, I mean, who knows what cars are thinking right now, the, the shit, you know, the transfer deadline a few days away. Um, but they've got to really, really look at this now. Um, there are players who will be available for loan from Premier League teams, we know that, who uh, will want to send players out. And, you know, we found out a couple of years ago with Matty Target what the addition of a good, a really good fullback can mean to, to, to a promotion run. Right. Um, and they're going to have to take a very close look at this because Knockhart, Knockhart has been, has been um, very enthusiastic, very passionate, but let's be honest, he's been poor. Um, he's not. He's, he's really not come as, as as signed. There's a thing about Kamara that's bothering me. I mean, Kamara again. You know, he sets up the equalising goal, but he wasn't good enough to start. Um, now, I'm not taking anything away from De Cordova Reed because I'm right. delighted for him. I think he's a good player. And Cabano, um, again, question mark. Why does Cabano come in 15 minutes to go, but Kamara comes in, you know, in the 90th After. minute. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and why doesn't why is Knockhart the first of the attackers to be brought on and not Boo Boo? So there's a great there's, question. I'm, 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 there's there's a couple of things I'm not comfortable right now. The substituting um, it looks a little it looks a little disjointed. Um, now Stoke will not be easy. That was a very good win against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, they bring good travelling support. They'll ask some good questions of us. But the results in this division are seriously, royally screwed right now. I mean, if you look at Barnsley, Barnsley hadn't lost, to, hadn't lost at home to West Brom since 1949. So you've got, um, you know, top versus nearly bottom. They come back in that one. Um, Brentford on a run, I get that. Um, Sheffield Wednesday losing to Stoke, wouldn't have, there's no way I'd have picked that one out. Um, Leeds and Preston, there's no way I'd have picked that one out. It's, it's been a kooky division this year with kooky results. and um, But that doesn't excuse the fact that we've not been good enough defensively. And, um, um, you know, there's some, some there's a lot of Fulham fans upset right now that we, just, yep. we should be better than this. And, um, Absolutely. And, yes. I'm not, and I'm not going to say Parker out because they're all coming out of Woodburg. There's, there's something not quite there. Um, I'm not sure yet. Still not really sure what it is. Tomorrow's going to be a big game for us, though. I think it's sure. I agree. Tipper. We need to get three points, and and um, but um, yeah, it was an odd game the other day for sure. Okay, excellent, Giannis. And to go back to you because you brought up something that I wanted to talk to you about as a talking point coming out of this. Because yes, it seems like every bad result. I'm going to call this a bad result, even though it's a point. I know it's. You really shouldn't be saying that. But how about I just call it a bad performance? Scott Parker is under fire from the Fulham supporters. Listen, I understand that. But I'm going to ask you a question because you already talked about you're not in the Parker out camp. Neither am I. I, w- I want to give Scott Parker the season because, again, I want to give someone a chance to grow as a manager and find his feet, find his team, find his style. I think he's still searching for it. I think he's still learning. For obvious reasons, this is his first real deal job. So as a head coach at at, at a championship level, this is a big deal for him. I know he's coached at at a lower level. Okay, I get that. But we're talking about this is his job where really it's on him. So I'm going to ask you, in a game like this, how much do you put on Parker and how much do you put on the players for what we saw against Luton Town? I think think it's – I think – I think they're equally culpable. Um, you, you know, unfortunately, the four guys 
tend to be the the managers who tend to you know to lose their jobs. But when and I'm going to use well, why aren't we putting putting more emphasis on the play of the players, Giannis? Yeah, I agree, because I agree. it's not good enough. Yeah, I agree. And I'm going to a classic point I'm going to give you was the City Wolves game last night. Um, if you look at Pep Guardiola, um, now people have questioned him about taking Kevin De Bruyne off. You know, they, I mean, first few minutes, obviously, the, the keeper gets sent off. That, I thought, was questionable. Uh, Aguero has to go off. He's just come back from injury. The, the players played really well. They've gone two goals up. They really should look pretty comfortable. With all the preparation Pep, Pep puts in, and everybody knows about that, as a manager, how do you legislate for the, the sheer stupidity of what Mendy did to, that led right. uh, the Doherty goal? You, you can't. You know, he and and the reaction of it is that he turned around and looked at the ref to demonstrate that the Triori had pushed him. And if you looked at the rest of the men's city players, they had their heads in their hands. And that was very telling. Pep as a manager can only do so much. And when they cross that white line and that whistle is blown, yes, these tactics in-game, yes, they can do that. They can have a cup of tea at halftime. He can make subs. He makes subs second half. Injuries, things. There's a lot that's, you know, there's a lot of movable parts. But how do you as a manager legislate? I, I, the Stevie G thing six years ago against Chelsea, you know, giving up the ball and, and falling over. Yeah. How do you legislate for that as a manager? You can't. You can't. And no. You can't. And when, when you look at when you look at um, you know, um, Spurs of Santos, Klopp, Guardiola, Mourinho, you know, Pochettino's not obviously not seen there. Um, Brendan Rodgers. You know, Brendan Rodgers started out as an academy coach at Chelsea, and um, you've got to get, you know, your teeth cut. Coaching, that's how that happens. And all these coaches, all these major coaches didn't become major coaches just by walking in. That's right. We were, and you're really beginning to see with, you know, with um, Zinedine Zidane, the first time he was at Real Madrid, he was pretty lucky because of the team he had. But now you're beginning to see, really, he's not had a lot of other experience as well. The best coaches in the world, you know, like if you look at Mourinho, Mourinho learned under Sir Bobby Robson at Barcelona. Right. And it takes time. Rome wasn't built in a day. And oh, I agree, Alice. When you look at um, learning, I mean, you know, it's, it'll take time. The players have to take responsibility. What was Mawson thinking, for example? So I, I agree, Alice. So I will, I will level certain levels of blame at Sky, absolutely. But the players have got to do their job. You've got to do the, the, the Belichick rule. Do your job. If you don't, just do, do your, your job. job. Exactly, Alice. Listen, I think it's a little bit of both. That's why I'm glad that you posed it that way because that's the way I look at it. I just don't hear enough criticism being put at the feet of the players because, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a line that, that I, I think is a funny one from, of all people, Tom Brady's wife, Giselle Bündchen. It was after a Super Bowl loss from the Patriots, and someone came up to her and criticized her husband, and, and she said to this person, he can't throw and catch the ball at the same time. I know that sounds funny, right? But that is basically yep. it. Scott Parker can't play for these players. He can give them the blueprint of how he wants them to play, but it's up to them to execute it. It comes down to what you said. Do your job. Alfie Mawson didn't do his job. Okay, Tim Ream didn't do his job. And I'll throw Joe Bryan and, and, and other players. Just simply did not do their job. These mistakes... Nope are preventable, Giannis. And, you know, again, these two out of the three goals were just gifted. And the players have to look at themselves. We can point the fingers if we want at Scott Parker, but he's not out there making the mistakes the players are. Yep. That's, and that's it. That's, that's, that's exactly it. You gotta, you've still got to look in the mirror and, um, you know, you, I, I'd like I'd like Scotty to actually you know, come out in the media and say, you know what, that was that wasn't good enough. That was a whole pile of bollocks. We shouldn't be, you know, having to come back from a goal down three times in the game with all our support coming on Boxing Day and all the support they do give us going up and down, not just up and down the country, but the people that fly into the country just for one game from all around the world. They deserve much better than that. And I'd like to see more of that because I think. If if he does more of that, I think 
um, it's not like he's he's singling out players, but he's, no. he's signaling to the fans through the media that he's not happy and he's going to make things happen. As opposed to the well, he could have done this, but another result would. We're lucky to be in fifth right now. We're we're um the division fortunate. Oh my God! I mean, if you how how tough is it right now? Blackburn Blackburn are three points behind us and they're in ninth. You know, every, know. Every, and everyone down to I would say the Ha-Has, who are fourteenth with thirty two are still in with a shout. That's right. That's right. And that's so, what's scary about this division, Giannis. And the margins are so fine, and that's why a draw to Ludentown upsets me so because you shouldn't be. You really shouldn't be drawing at, at this team. Again, I'm not taking anything away from the way they played because they played hard. They got the goals. They wanted it. But Fulham should not be drawing at Kenilworth Road. It just shouldn't be happening, but it did. So now you have to ask yourself why. And that's what we're doing here today. We're going through it in a little bit more detail. So I'm glad that you and I have some time to really talk about this. And we've really talked a decent amount. We're talking about the defense. We're talking about the lack of shape, as you said, Giannis. And and I think we're trying to just point our finger on what is going on, what is wrong. And I think it's more complicated than just one thing. And I think I think that's what's good about the fact that you and I can do this show. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about the starting 11 and the 18 overall. Giannis, your thoughts? Well, um, Anoma was going to start. Um, I, I didn't have any. I didn't have any. I didn't have any arguments of if it was going to be anything. It was going to be Boo was going to finally get a start. I mean, Boo might get a start tomorrow. It would be a good. I think if he does stay, start, Stoke would be a good lift for the crowd. The crowd are going to need a little bit of cheering up, I fancy. And um, and I think that a, a lineup, a good lineup, can ignite a crowd as much as it, as the team anyway. I'm expecting Boo to start tomorrow against uh, Stoke, but I didn't have any problems with it. The, the issue that we have is if you look at the bench, we've got Stephen Sessegnon sitting, parking his ass on the bench. Yep. And he was the only defender. And so we are desperately short of defenders. The three players, subs, he brought on with strikers. Um, we desperately need reinforcements uh, defensively. We're not... Um, I know Maximum Marchand's injured, but he's not the answer. And and really, in the transfer loan window, we need two, three defenders to come in, experienced defenders that can come in and shore things up. Now, will they be through loans? Will they be through from Premier? You're not going to go from division below. Um, but a lot of players, a lot of teams are not getting playing time in the Premier League. Get some experience down here for a, you know a promotion fight. Um, I think midfield. I think we're okay. Maybe so it'd be nicer if we could get any Angisa back or someone who's a holding central midfielder. But defensively, we're wreckish, and um, yeah. that's going to be the problem. But our lineup, I thought, was okay against Luton. You know, really, you know, really envisaging it being a lot stronger. I agree with you, Giannis. I, I really don't have any problem with. The starting 11, I'm glad that you pointed out the uh, lack of defense on the bench because that is an issue. Dennis Adoy will be back, so things should be able to change a little bit. But still, we need reinforcements. I'm glad that you talked about it. I think we need fullbacks. Um, I, I will say you could use a right back, specifically right back, but the way Joe Bryan's playing right now, I'm not against even bringing in another left back. I'm going to say that right now because uh, – He's better than the way he's playing. I know he's better. I watched him at Bristol City. For some reason, he's just not the same player I remember at Bristol City. He isn't. And uh, that's a little puzzling because I see glimpses of it, but he just isn't at the level where I thought he would be. A lot of players are not where they should be, but I think we need fullbacks. Anyways, let's get into talking about this match. Yanis, unfortunately, we have to start right off the bat talking in the first half about the uh, goal from Luala. Let's talk about this because this was a gifted goal and uh, put Alfie Moss in as responsible for it. But again, Scott Parker wants us to play the ball off from the back, but let's talk about the mistake from Moss in which led to the goal. Well, it was rubbish, wasn't it? 
it was um yeah it's it just you know he's he's faffing about the ball in his box and he gets dispossessed and it's not the first time that I've seen goals like that. It's not the last time I've put the last 24 hours. You know, even the top players do it. But um, sure. the, the thing is this, Russ. If um, if you're in trouble, um, you're hoping, you, you know, you got your head up. And if, if you don't have your head up, you've got to at least know or hear warning signs coming from your teammates. But if you're not sure, clear your lines. If, you, if you're in trouble, kick it out for a throw-in. I mean, yeah, you get in possession, but it's difficult to create the trillions and, you know, get it to safety. And he's not done that. He's, they've scored a goal out of nothing. We've given them that. We've it's a gift. And at that level, at that level, in, in what is, let's, uh, let's be honest, the best second-tier division in the world. Yep. You, you can't get away with it. You, you can't. It's just, it, it was just rented. It was poor. A poor, poor, poor goal, and it's, and it's put us behind the eight ball five minutes in, you know, in a packed, packed crowd at Kenilworth Road. You know, and Luton, I remember many, many years ago when Luton Town were in the top division. And they previously produced some very, very good players. But it is it is literally a Pluto world away now because Luton are one of those clubs that um, are tremendously fortunate to be in a division like this. But they really are like a Burton Alvin. Um, they're really, really punching above their weight. They've, They've got small, a small ground. They don't have great finances. The chance to play a Fulham is incredible. You know, a team just got you know relegated from Premier League, and you know you've got to be up for it, and you know you've got to have your wits about you because you know they're going to come at you regardless of whether they're bottom or top. Right. And I just it, to me it was just a mental error. Uh, it's a nice goal by Lua Lua, but but uh, not at that level. Not you, uh, defenders at that that level cannot make mistakes like that. And uh, I think if I'm Scotty now, I might. You know, if he looks at all the goals we conceded, maybe he looks at it and says, well, maybe, you know, he, he intimated about mixing it up. Maybe he should just go, OK, look, just get the ball, clear the lines, get the, get the strikers to hold the ball up, get it, knock it back to midfield and then create it through zones three and four. Right. Because if you're, you're asking players to create, you know, passing meet pretty football in zones one and two. The problem with doing that is it's it's extremely dangerous because if you lose it in those areas, you you you're liable to the sort of nonsense that happened. You know, five minutes in, it pissed me off because yeah. I was so excited looking for. I thought, oh, well, we should get a good results, should be a good game, and it was a good game in the sense of six goals. But but you don't give a goal that easy. It's, it's just poor. It's it's poor to watch. And um, defensively, first half, I I got to say, I thought it was shocking. Oh, it was horrible, Giannis. But uh, luckily, four minutes later, Fulham get the equalizer, and this is a nicely headed goal and from Bobby Decker to Overeed. I'm very happy for him. He played well in this match beyond just scoring this goal, and obviously he scores the equalizer at the end. But this is also a nice delivery from Ivan Cavallero. Let's talk about the equalizer. Yeah, and I think it's uh, Cavallero's been, to me, uh, at times brilliant and a lot of the time wild and consistent. He's crossed it in. And and Decadova really is a, is a, is a um, he's a good player, but he's I, I like his he's pugnacious and and he got there and it, it was it was the perfect tonic because um, um, you know you could first couple of minutes after that goal by Luau Luau we looked like we were feeling sorry for ourselves, so to get that response was very very important and that's the one thing you can say about the game you could say okay well. We showed, showed a level of resilience by coming back, you know, three times from a goal down. That is a good thing. We can all we can yep. all love about our beloved Fulham. Um, and I'm de- ecstatic to Dicker. I really am. I mean, he's been. I think he should have got more, a lot more playing time this year. I think he's Scott Israel like too much on knockout. Knockout's been a, a, has been a, 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 so disappointing. So disappointing. It's funny. I think they did a poll the other day about the the championship um, team of the decade in the 2010s, and Knockout was in there, starting at Evan. So he was it, player of the season, Giannis, yes. one year. But some, but you know what that goes to? It does. What it goes does go to show, Russell. What it does go to show is that sometimes, you know, you got a player that goes into a team who should do well. We all get excited, and then for whatever reason. There isn't a fit. It just yeah. doesn't. It doesn't fit, and and you and you struggle 
you struggle as to why that happens. You know, what is what is going wrong there? He, he should be better than he is. I think Knockout should be a much better player than he is. Oh, hands um, down. Yeah, um, but, but we've still got half a season to go. You never know, right? But Deco Dover-Reed scored two now, and that's going to be great news um, because that gives that gives Scott the options. Uh, the only thing is now he needs to shore up. He needs to get clean sheets. That's really... Tomorrow, is, I think, is a very important day because if we can get a clean sheet, you know, it would it be great to get that win, but win it one nothing or 2 nothing, not 3-2-4-2. We need to defensively shore it up. We don't have the most difficult schedule coming up. But no, we don't. If, if, we're, if we're leaking three to Luton, Luton then... Um, we can we can link three to to any team we want. So, but it was a nice goal, and um, and then we went on the front foot. We did, Giannis, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because shortly after that, Cavalera had a great opportunity. He was one on one with their goalkeeper, but he had a heavy first touch, and uh, unfortunately, nothing came from that. That was a really wonderful opportunity, but it continued after that. You had the shot by uh, Joe Bryan in the 16th minute. Yeah, a couple yeah. of shots from Tom Kearney, 18th minute and the 25th minute. So Fulham were definitely looking like the team more likely to score and go ahead. But that's not what happened, my friend. And this is what scared me watching this match. And gentlemen, Jim and Jamie were talking about this, that a way for Lutentown to score goals, it, simply put, is on set pieces. And they were dangerous on set pieces. I was concerned every single time they had a set piece. Well, in the 28th minute, they score from a set piece. Collins scores off of a free kick. Now, I've seen this several times. It looks like it potentially hits his hand or arm area. But you know what? There is no VAR here. And you have to play it out. And it was poor defending regardless, Giannis. This was another, for me, another bad goal to give up. I, I know people are, are focusing on the other two goals, but I want to talk about this one as well. Yeah, and, and, and that's and that's where really the pedigree of, of, of Luton Town coming up from League One comes in. It, um, I watched their first game of the season um, on the box against Middlesbrough. And uh, Kennel Woods Road, I think it finished 2-2. And Sluger um, had a bit of a nightmare in that. And they, I think he's their record signing, if I'm not sure. Yes. But, but, um, but he is a good goalkeeper, and um, he's a very good shot stopper. But if you watch Luton, they, they can be very direct, and free kicks are where the teams from the lower divisions, that's, that's the quality they play. And, and a lot of it is to do with the, you know, the physical makeup of the teams, and a lot of it is to do with their pitches as well. You know, you're not going to exactly, I mean, championship, name a championship stadium where the field isn't good. I mean, there aren't many. There really aren't many. I mean, the one thing about modern footballers um, can never, ever, ever complain about is the quality of the pitch, ever. Because, you know, playing, I played in the 70s and 80s and early 90s, and some of the pitches were just, were just you know, paddy fields, uh, mud baths. And if, even if you look at the top, top, you know, stadiums of the 60s and 70s, and, and, and you you look at any match of the day video from the 1970s and see some of the I've fields. seen it, yeah. I mean, I just, this, could you could you imagine a Leicester against Liverpool, you know, on a pitch like the Hereford United Newcastle 1971, the only Radford special? There's never, you, 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 there's no way you play on that. But that, that was, for us growing up, those were regular, those were right. regular pitches. Um, so first touch should never be in order uh, and should never be an issue. Um, but you should also know the strengths of your your position. If you give away free kicks in you know in dangerous areas, you're going you're, you're going to get your bottom spanked. I'm sorry, we're not a particularly big team at the back, and we're not particularly good defending set pieces. And in this particular case, that you know we've not we've uh, the cross has come in. And we've made a hash of it in the box. Collins is not exactly what I... <laughs> Collins is never what you, you would call the most prolific goal scorer ever. Right. Smashes it in. And now we're behind again. Yep. This, is, this is just... This is, I mean, I hate... I don't like the word Fulhamish. I, I don't. Um, 
just because um, just because I just don't I don't but but I understand the commentation I understand the reference and that's what it appeared to be here we go dominating created chances and bang it's 2-1 and he should have scored you know, there was he had a you know he had a one more for offside that's right um, I was just about well. to mention that Giannis yes it could have been 3-1 absolutely it, it's like I, oh dear I, I mean look at the talent we've got out there Russ I know Giannis that's the part that's driving me crazy I know it's it's um I think some of the people something that I don't know if you've noticed through social media in the last few days but some of the rumbling about this lineup is pointing towards one player. And it's not knockoff, it's Kearney. It's I've Kearney. seen some of that, yes. Is Kearney, you know, looks at that performance again, and, I, and I, I wonder if, I think every great team has meat and potatoes. It's like a lovely big, big, like a Christmas dinner. Two years ago, we had a Kevin McDonald who was your classic meat. Stephanie Hansen was your classic meat. Neutral. You know, you had, you know, lots of, and you had your potatoes, you know, defenders that stuck in, and and you had your gravy players. And your gravy players are your luxury players that can add a bit of biff and boff and baff, but add a bit of quality. Is Kenny a, a gravy player, A? And B, can we afford him in a midfield where we need to get promoted? So then I... I throw this back at you, Russ. When Harry Arthur yeah. comes back, do, do we foresee a central midfield of potentially Arthur Reed, Stefan Johansson? <laughs> and, does, and does that mean, essentially, that Kearney does not? Kearney it's does interesting, not. Giannis. I don't know if he's going to go there. I understand where you're going on that, and I've seen, like you said, and uh, talk about and and it's warranted because he's not playing up to his ability. But I do think that they need to bring Harry Archer back. I think Fulham do miss Big Harry time. Archer. We talked about this. But, you know, Kearney should be pointed at. Do you bench Tom Kearney? Well, if he's not playing to his ability, then maybe you do. And I know that's probably not something that fans want to hear. But you got to shake things up because, again, how are you going to get the message across? That's why I, I've already talked about the situation with, with Hector coming in, we've already talked about this, Giannis. Something needs to change there at the back. Who's going to go out? Um, fans are talking about that as well. Is it yeah. going to be Reem or Mawson? It's a good question. Something needs to change because Tim Reem, you've already said this on this show, is not playing at his level. Is it because he's played too much or is it part of uh, basically him not being at that level anymore? Have yeah. we seen his best days, meaning? So, again, there's a lot going on, but I want players to be held accountable. If Tom Kearney is not playing at his level, and um, I'm going to say it, sit his ass, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I, agree. I, know we, I know we will miss him, what he can bring, but at some point you have to make a statement. You have to say, this is not good enough, and, if he, and, and light a fire underneath him by sitting him. And in the short term, it might hurt you, but it might help you in the long term. And then you take it from there. The players that should be in that starting 11 should be the best to win that game. Well, is Tom Kearney giving you enough, Giannis, to win that game, to win that next game? I don't know right now because right now he's not playing anywhere near where he can play. So I'm not against sending a message. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does, and I, I absolutely agree. And 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 to that point, to that point, to make the point, I'd I'd be very tempted to bench him and get Stoke tomorrow and bring Steph Jones. Why not? Because I, yeah, why not? I just I, I'm, you know, I look, I, I look historically as well. I, you know, you look back to the, I mean, my history with Fulham goes back nearly five decades of the number of players that I've seen that you know that gave it everything and. And did everything, and you know, famous players. I mean, you know, look, and even looking at the last 10, 15, 20 years of glory we've had. But Fulham fans do like players that that that, uh, that, that give it their all, that that, that um, put in a good shift. And Stephanie Johansson, you can never ever question him for. I mean, he's someone that will go 
he will excite fans and he will go out and do a bit of roughhousing and he works very hard. He's a very experienced international and people have got to conveniently forget this. And um and right now I don't think we've got I don't think we've got room for passengers. Um I, I think agree. You know, he's got a he he's got a fantastic left foot but but you know i think he's more you know i look at i it's again i'm probably going to get laughed at but i look at someone like um bernardo silva as an example uh, somebody who's two-footed who has superb skill i mean just just mesmerizing skill but someone who works very very hard in the midfield I mean, yesterday against Wolves, it was not an ideal game for him because he wouldn't have had the time and the space to work his magic. But considering the cause, that they were down a man. He's the sort of player where he can really lead by example, knowing he's not going to have the impact that he'd normally have in a game, but because they were down to 10 men, he had to play different. Kevin De Bruyne, I mean, that's your, right. your mark of quality where he's such a, an incredible passer. Great goal for Sterling but had to do a lot of tracking back, a lot of closing down, few tackles here and there. And that's what you've got to do is for the cause. So when you look at the makeup of the midfield, Arta, you know, Arta's a workhorse, Reed is a workhorse who can pass the ball, and so is Steph, 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 Steph Joe. And I just, you know, I'm just not, I'm not completely comfortable with Kenny right now. I just, okay. I just, and I'm looking at the transfer window, you know, one of the questions that we could all ask is, you know, is there a midfielder out there that could help, could help? Um, well, we could always do with extra midfield help, but it's a particular type of help. Right. And it goes back to what we said at the start of the show about the holding the central midfielder. And I think, um, you know, I'm hoping that after half a season, um, Scotty's had a chance to self-reflect. And look at this lineup the way you know. Is it and what he needs? What, what he needs, needs to win. And is it? Does he like this? What does he like this collection of players? I don't know. He, yeah, no, we don't know. We, it, it, it is the fact that he's not picked a particularly stable lineup because he's not. He doesn't fancy a few of these players because they're not his players. It's it's he's got them, but has he gone up to Tony and said, "Look, I need." You know, I need a better wide threat. Can you get me a, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to throw those because I always do, but can you get me a Dwight girl? Right. Um, or do I, um, you know, do, is there someone from the Premier League that we can get, we can get in who's, who's parking his arse on a bench? And, and uh, here, I'm going to give you, throw something at you, something very, very, very basic, simple. Um, but we look at Joe Bryan as an example. And I've, I'm, my man has just blanked it. But the, the left back at Everton who can't get a game. Oh, Leighton Baines. Leighton Baines is, pick, is, is sitting his ass on the bench for Everton. Not the quickest, incredible experience. Someone like them for a loan. Everton, yeah. are, you know, they've got, you know, Ancelotti's come in. It's going to take some time to get set up. Da, da, da. They're going to be young players he's going to look at. Does someone like him really help us? I wouldn't be against something like that, Giannis, because I've already said it at the beginning of the show. They need help in the defense in all areas, and I'll say both fullbacks. So I'm not against that at all. Joe Joe Bryan right now, um, I mean, Christian, I think he's doing okay. Adoy comes back. I mean, Adoy, conceivably, Adoy could start a left-back tomorrow. He could. Um, He could. Um, He could, but I would would like to see someone come in like a mad target, Giannis. I, th- I think that could, be, as you said at the beginning of the show, I think that could be a game changer for Fulham if they find a fullback that can do what he did. Or the experience piece. I mean, that's that's my right. alternative. Which is, you know, right. players that can come in where you go, okay, this kid has had the experience. This kid has played at the very highest level, where suddenly the defenders are a yard quicker, if only because you've got someone there who will, you know, take them, you know, hold them to account. And they're sure. all, every team in the Premier League has players like that. Every team, top to bottom. So I agree, you've yes. got to be on the lookout. But um, defensively, now, I mean, uh, I mean the Kearney thing. Oh, it's, I mean, I, I love the TC, but right now for this kind of fight, um, we're one or two bad results away from being in uh, in mid-table. I guess. So. Um, 
And I think everybody has to do their job. Let's see what he does tomorrow. Let's see what he does his job. Sure. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. But um, let's see if he brings Steph Joe in. That's my first prediction. Steph Joe comes in for Kenya. That's what I do. <laughs> probably pissing people off. Um, okay, then, my friend. All right. Good stuff. Coming up next, I'm going to talk to Giannis about the second half, talk about the stats, and we will end by getting Giannis' thoughts on Stoke City. Okay, Giannis, let's get into talking about the second half, and um, let's give Fulham some credit because I think they came out strong here. You have the shot by Bobby Reed uh, that saved in the 46th minute, and then you have a, a shot by Enoma in the 52nd minute. So Fulham are creating opportunities in the 63rd minute, another shot by Reed, and in the 67th minute, Bobby Decadover Reed has a shot that goes wide. So there are opportunities building here. And then in the 77th minute, Mitro scores on a header, my friend. Let's talk about the equalizer that makes it 2-2. Two two. Well, you know, as soon as I, I criticized Knockout, he it was his corner, I think. Yes. Um, so it was lovely, Garvey. You, 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 you can't keep him out of the bloody of the score sheet. And what is sad for us, of course, is the fact that now the vultures are, are circling. We're hearing that, that Vastanilla might be looking at a bid. Newcastle might be trying to get him back. I can't see Khan. If Khan was to sell Mitrovic, I think he'd have a right. I think there'd be a full-fledged riot in SW6. I think there'd be, um, um, I'd be, there'd be some very, very angry fans because Mitro's, you know, he's such, he's such quality. But it was a good goal, and you're thinking, okay, um, two-two, we finally come back now. Let's let's kick on. But oh no, no 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 no. no we had to screw it up again. This time it was Brian. It was um, Giannis. Another mistake. I was like, oh god, here we go again. Let's go right there, Giannis. Let's talk about it because at this point, we're going back to the 77th minute. I'm thinking Fulham are going to get the winner. That they were the team more likely to win this match. But again, mistakes kill form in the 84th minute. You talked about Joe Bryan. I talked about that on the full-time show. I point the finger at him. Others can – you can also talk about Tim Ream in, in this situation. Your thoughts about the go-ahead goal from Town in the 84th minute that, again, I just – I was dumbfounded by. Well, Bryan's lost the ball, and, um, well – there could be there could be some criticism level that Rodak he's, he's come across for it and and the balls right. and then uh, Cornish pasty score I'm going to call him Cornish pasty because he's called Cornick we will call him Cornish pasty Cornish pasty scores the equalizer reaction very telling if you look at the footage the reaction of the fallen players especially Mitra after that second, that third goal went in you know absolute sheer disgust yep you know. I might have gone back. If I'd been Mitchell, I might have gone in and, and cracked some heads open and got the hair dryer out. Um, you know, and, and, you know, there's a lot we don't get to hear about um, what happens in change rooms. But I think in, in games like this, you know, there'll be, you know, high fives and what have you forget the point. But I'm sure there's some players that will gone back in the change room and go, what the bollocks was that? What the hell are we doing? This is, this is not good enough. Um, it was just a, a poor, poor goal. And Brian had a poor game, and um, and we're thinking, oh great, here we go, uh, another goal. You got, you know, we've got about five six minutes left on the clock. We're going to lose this, and then um, and then one of few Scotty's few moments of joy, he brought Boo Boo on. He did. Um, um, although they could have scored, the Cornish pasty, Cornish pasty had a one v one with Ream, and Ream that's was right, dreadfully slow. Um, but um, we got the goal, and and and, and Boo Boo deserves credit here because it's a it's a header, and and Reed is Johnny on the spot, smashes it into the roof of the net. Yep. And um, honors even. I mean, it, it, you know, you look at Luton's lineup, and there's nothing that's going to bother us about them. We got you know, a ton of clips in there: Conor McManaman, Loire, James Collins, but they're not they're nothing. You can see why they've struggled under right. Graham Jones. No, I think Graham Jones is a decent manager, but just you know, they just don't have the resources compared to us and look at us from top to bottom. But um, 
you know, at the end of the day. And then I feel most aggrieved because it was a massive two points drop for them because uh, the result put them into the bottom three. I think there's enough there to say that they're going to stay there. They're going to they're going to come out of there, but they're going to need to be very um, creative in terms of the transfer deadline window of trying to get players in that can that can help. It won't be easy. It won't be easy. But they need um, they lack depth. I think Luton. Yep. Um, but they got the draw. We got the draw, and so we march on to Stoke. We'll yes. play Stoke or Stuck, <laughs> and we'll be ending by talking about Stoke. Uh, before we go and uh, just talk briefly about the stats, I'll just mention my thoughts right after Bobby Decadova Reed scored and Fulham get the point. I just again, I didn't feel that way, Giannis. That you sometimes feel that a, a draw feels like a win. This didn't feel like a win to me at all. You know, getting a point. To Ludentown, you know, again, all due respect to Ludentown, Fulham shouldn't be just trying to find a way at the end of the match to get a point. And that, to me, is what's frustrating, and we've talked about this during the show. It feels like a loss to me, and I'll keep saying that. All right, my friend, let's look at the full-time stats and see what they tell us. Let's start with possession, 65% to 35% in favor of Fulham. Total shots, 18 to 10 in favor of Fulham. Shots on target, 11-3 to in favor of Fulham. And the one telling staff for me, and I'll get your thoughts on this, is the three shots on target from Lutontown, three goals. That's the one that really stands out for me personally. Corners, 8-6 to in favor of Fulham. Then we looked at attempted passes, 471-256. to Attacking passes, 237-90 to in favor of Fulham. Passing accuracy is where we want it for Fulham, about 80%. That's where it's at. Ludentown are at 63% fouls, 11-9 in favor of Fulham. Giannis, I already told you what stands out to me from the full-time stats. It's the three shots on target and the three goals from Ludentown. How about you? Yeah, the same. And it wasn't like there were Thunderbolt 15-pass moves. No. You know, they're, they're, um, they're all mistakes. And um, so it's, it's, you know, isn't mental. I know it drives us mental, but is it mental? It's just, it's, it's baffling. Some of our results this year have just been plain odd, just plain odd. And um, we've had a bit of luck at times. We've had a bit of ill fortune. I think we did brilliantly to get, come back three times, but you shouldn't be coming back three times again. No, you shouldn't be. And that's, and that's the problem. So we're not... Um, I'd say firing on all cylinders. I mean, the one time this year we fired on all cylinders was against Millwall. We just absolutely battered them. But, you know, and everybody was pointed that that's a sign of things to come. That turned out to be um, an exception to the rule. Yeah, it has been. And I think that's what's puzzling, Giannis. Why haven't we been able to do what we did against Millwall? Because I expected that moving forward. It just hasn't been that way. No, it hasn't. And... um is it the setup of the lineup? Is it the inconsistency of the lineup? Is it the tactical approach? You know, we've injuries have hurt us, obviously. Um, and lack of form has hurt us as well. That's a double whammy. We've just not been very good at times. And yet, for some ridiculous reason, we're in fifth. Yeah. Which does, um, you know, it does make me wonder. Uh, this division is the craziest thing <laughs> in many, many years. Um, because anyone can beat any team at any given time. But, um, you know, we're one game away from more glory, uh, but I don't think Stoke are going to be easy. Uh, I agree, Giannis. I do think we're going to, I do actually think we're going to beat them, but I think it's going to be a difficult game. You look at their lineup, you look at their squad, and, and you only need to see why in terms of their, their level of experience, why, um, you know, we've got every reason to be concerned about this game. Be honest, I agree with you because I'm just looking at it right now, and I watched some highlights of uh, Stoke City earlier. And like you mentioned, they, they got that huge victory. They kept it very late, scoring two goals extremely late, but they yep. beat Sheffield Wednesday, who were on good form. So yes, that has know. to be a huge boost of confidence for them coming into this match. But when, when you look at some of the players, and I remember the first time we played them, and it was a, it was a, you know, again terrible how 
Fulham played in that match. But when you look at the players of Stoke City, James McLean is back. Sam Vokes, Tom Mintz, Joe Allen, Sam Klukas. These are all players that we know, and these are quality players. The fact that they're 21st is, again, I remember when we talked about this before, shocking at how Stoke City started and, and where they are right now because they have the ability to beat anyone. So yeah. if you think this is going to be an easy game because of Stoke City's position, I think you're going to be terribly disappointed because I don't think it's going to be easy. I do think Fulham are going to win. I'm going to get it started because they need all three points. And I like the fact that, for the most part, there have been some bad home matches, Hull City, Bristol City. But for the most part, Fulham have shown up at home. You know, at some point, they might not start off well at home, but in the end, they usually show up. So, Giannis, I'm going to go two to one to Fulham. I think we're going to beat them two nothing. But, but I mean, you, you could add to your list. You know, you got an England goalkeeper in Jack Butland. You got yep. former England centre back in Ryan Shawcross. Um, you, you got you know, you got Allen. Vogue scored the late winner there um, last night. They've got quality. All they the do. Through the lineup. I've got no idea why the 21st is a mystery of modern science there. But it's a game we've got to show up. And it's a game where the play, well, the fans, it's not why well, the fans don't show up, but it was due. But um, um, I think that Scotty could do himself a lot of favours in terms of the lineup. I, I mean, as as our Fulham faithful fans are walking up uh, Stevenage Road and they're picking up their Fulham programmes um, and looking at the lineups, they're going to be, you know, they'll be intrigued to see what changes are made as compared to the Luton game. Right. And and my expectation, I think they're going to make two. I think Brian comes out. I think I think uh, Christie goes into left back. I think Rodoy comes into right back, and I think the other change, um, the other change of me will be Boo Boo will come in. Um, and I, I, this is going to be well. I mean, this is well, no, no, maybe not Boo Boo. Maybe Steph Joe comes in for Kenny. I'm going to predict Kenny gets dropped. Okay. Uh, and if not, he should be. I just, I just think you. Um, he's, he, I mean, he's a very, very good player. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes I think he's. Sometimes I think Kenny's overhyped. I think a lot of it, I mean, he scored memorable goals. He scored the memorable goal at Wembley. But he really didn't perform in the Premier League. I think we can safely say that. Right. Um, And I look at players who were of his ilk, you know, um, um, Jack Grealish, uh, James Madison. You could put them maybe in the same tree. Um, And Madison is by far and away the best of the three right now. I mean, he's, he's, he's oh, I totally agree, Giannis. Gone and to Leicester in international play. International yeah. play absolutely should be a starter for England. I mean, he's, uh, Grealish to me is a one-trick pony. Um, and Kenny, Kenny's got a few caps with Scotland, but he should get, have more. Scotland are poor, let's be honest. Like, they're poor, 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 poor. Um, but he needs to do more in his game, and I think um, uh, he needs to be better defensively. And in the absence of a holding central midfielder, I think he needs to do more work. And I think so. I'll be curious to see what happens tomorrow. Maybe Arthur will be about we back. Isn't he training at the moment? He is training, but I believe Scott Parker said that he was not going to be ready for Sunday. But he oh, is back him. training. We do miss him. I think we do too. It's. I mean, he's he is he is a he is a big loss um, again because he gives us something to. Um, it, it, it gives us a bit more punch in the centre midfield, and I don't yep. think that's a bad thing. Um, let's see what happens tomorrow. I think, um, but I would not be averse to see uh, Kenny drop. My word, would it would it send uh, tremors around the stadium? But you know what, Giannis, I think that's what needs to happen because this goes back to what you and I were talking about. Again, who's to blame for where Fulham are? The players, Scott Parker. How much do each taken this uh, situation, and uh, they both have their part in it. But we can't have any more passengers. I'm glad that you used that word. I totally agree with you. So the way I look at it is I'm not against sitting players that are not doing their job. If you're not doing their job, 
go to the bench and find someone that might not have your ability but will do his job because that's what they need right now. They need to galvanize as a team, play together as a team. At times, it looks like 11 strangers together. Not includes the goalkeeper, just they don't seem like they're all on the same page. We talked about the lack of fluidity, everything that goes with it. But send a message. Scott Parker, if you're listening to this, send a message. You know, get the players out there that deserve to be there, that aren't passengers. You made that decision. You watch these players in training, and then you watch the matches. Don't be afraid to send a message. It might not be a popular decision, but it could be the right one. That's going to be my final thought here, Giannis. All right, listen, great show, my friend, but let's wrap this up. For my co-host, Giannis Janais, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.